Yo, how are you doing, folks? Welcome to episode 25 of the Simple Life podcast with your host, Simpa Carter. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and cohort, uh, Mr. Maka. How are you today, sir? I am as well as as can be. Fuck that up. I was even going to throw it over right at the end of that fucking <laughs> sentence. Just keep it nice, fucking, succinct, grand, outdone. Nah, we're going to be episode, two, episode 250. <laughs> we're not going to get this intro right. This is the point of it. We stumble, we fall. We get up, get back up, and we move on with it. Uh, and on that note, folks, we, I will introduce today's guest. Uh, today's guest is a legend within the UK cannabis scene. Do you want to just go again? Oh, he's paused. No, I absolutely fucking don't. Leave that shit in. Raw. Raw, baby. Raw We're leave and present. Raw. raw and present. And hang on, is Gary back? Gary's back. Sound. Sweet. We then, since we're leaving this raw and ready, folks, and I'm just about to break my mic stand, so give me a moment. <laughs> I love it. We're messing uh, everything up today. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, fuck's sake. How's it going, Gary? You're right. <laughs> oh, living the dream now. Good lad. Good lad. So, so who, uh, tell the people who you are, Gary. I'm um, a coffee shop pioneer who's going to bring good and um, show everybody um, the, the ways to do things. Oh, he, he, now he's talking, boy. Now he's talking. I'm the answer to everybody's problems. <laughs> This is like, this is like blind date. Fucking <laughs> I'm definitely picking you, lad. Go ahead. So, uh, so yeah, sorry about that, folks. Our guest today is Gary Hughes. Gary is a, a legend within the UK cannabis community. He was one of the first to set up uh, what is now termed cannabis social clubs here in the UK back in 2002 with the Chilling Rooms. Um, Gary has subsequently been in and out of courts and prisons uh, fighting for um, the UK to have, and especially Liverpool, to have a cannabis social space, a cannabis spe- social space for people to consume. Um, and so, yeah, Gary, please tell us about the history of this. Tell us how you got started and what you've got planned. Um, it was a conference in 2002 called Shaping New Agenda. It was a cannabis conference. And me being a businessman, I thought, right place, right time. Um, it's going to be legalized in six weeks. So, quick long story short, 20 years later, after three three jailings and being on bail, jail, license, tag, or probation, um, I'm finally getting a voice. And um, hopefully we're going to shape the agenda for um, the whole industry. We've um, we've got a plan, and it's um, it's well well in in um, for everybody else as well. Our plan is like um, it's a plan of good. It's a plan of giving back and um, growing our communities and just bringing about peace. And um, Children's Rooms has been well advanced in um, the movement type of thing. We've uh, we've been operating underground for many days and many months on end, and uh, every day just got better. I mean, the community got more organic, and then um, we brought bands together and we brought in uh, free thinkers and we. Um, journalists and DNA scientists and every other um, trade or profession, yeah. just free thinking and just um, brought us together in a safe place and um, just going to show people how to do it and uh, hopefully ignite the debate and joint efforts needed type of thing with all of us and then um, I've got the boardroom ready to go, I've got the chilling rooms ready to go um, so I just want to, hopefully the, the law is going to change in the next few weeks, I'm foreseeing. I know I've been saying it for 20 years, but I've had access to 
the, the Conservative drug policy reform, the Labour drug policy reform. So they're all singing our song now. And we all know the words. The, I have to admit, uh-huh. I spiked up when you said six weeks. I'm like, where did you get that number from? Now, I'm very curious about that. Go, what, did, what, what, what way did you react to that? So, the, so that set up me, the Conservative <laughs> Drug Policy Reform Group and the Labour Drug Policy Reform, Reform Group are set up by corporation. They are run by corporate interests. We, we know this already with Crispin Blunt's involvement in uh, the Conservative Drug Policy Reform Group. Um, I get that they are, they are singing tunes that we know. I'll admit that, Gary. We may know some of the words, but I don't think we're singing from the same hymn sheets. I don't think they want to give us as much control and as much of the market that we want that they think that we want, if that makes sense. I've been, I've had contact with him, Professor Mike Barnes. I've been to London to meet him. Right. Um, I've been speaking with Anthony Lahane from Labour. Um, so it's going to be grassroots. I mean, you can go and buy it from Sapphire Clinics now, can't you? I think there's one in Liverpool, there's one in Manchester. I know they're taking one to Glasgow soon, so yeah. if they can sell it, and rather than taking people's money, children rooms ethos is grow your own, and any extra, bring to children rooms to our community and put your name to it through our app type of thing, and yeah, um, yeah. we'll all be accounted for. So like seed to sale, we've got all uh, um, the answers in place. We've got a top accountant who's Birmingham Chamber of Commerce accountants, She's the award-winning accountant, uh, future face of finance, um, 2021 winner, and she's on the treasury committee. So That's there's a there's a commercial, um, you know, like a just uh, uh, we won't call it a blueprint. We'll call it the green print. So what's going <laughs> like that. That's good. So I like we're going to um, literally roll it out everywhere. So children's news is going to come to every town and city. So what I say to people is, you've got this unique opportunity now to. Think of your brand, think of your name, and um, tell your friends, your community, and it'll just grow grow exponentially, and we'll all grow together. We all want the same thing, which is freedom to grow our own. So, I mean, that's what the main thing is. It's going to be our ethos. like So it's all going to be locally produced, and any extra, bring to our little community, and we'll retail it for you. So how how did they regulate? How would they regulate that? Is what's this think tank or this this body? This what are they looking to do? They're looking to decriminalise, legalise, create um, a trial period. We're going we're going to have a tolerated safe space, um, free from hard drugs, free from crime, uh, so everyone's accounted for. So you'll have to join up to our app, so we'll all be regulated with the app, so like type of thing. But then what gives them legal protection if somebody signs up to the app they're a member of your club? How are they different than somebody walking down the street who's then got cannabis in their pocket and will still face criminalisation? Well, hopefully all the other things, what's happening in the industry, as I say, I was on a Zoom meeting with him, Carly Kanakard last week for an hour. Um, and she's like, well, she's um, saying grow your own and um, nobody should be arrested. And Liverpool is the name. Um, the most but, biased. But, but Carly's only saying that for me, for medical patients for medical cannabis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this to say well, that whole, rooms is to become a medical cannabis club? Well, it's it's recreational. It's it's therapeutic. It's harm reduction. It's safe space. It's would there be off the streets? Would there it's be tax? Sorry, Gary. Would there be any sort of um, qualifying condition? Like, would you have to satisfy something to actually join your club under uh, join your app? Or can anybody join? 
Well, it's going to be an invite only, so it's not just okay. going to be public. It's going to be you're going to have to be invited. So right. it's going to be a, it's whoever you, my friends bring, and whoever their friends bring type of thing. Is, so is, we'll just. Is that not an extension of the same problem that we have with the prescription at the minute, that some people who have been given permission are legally protected while the vast majority remain criminalised? I know Liverpool people are criminalised every single day and there's parts of the country where aren't criminalised, i.e. Durham, in North Wait, Wales. No, um... Durham are very much back to criminalisation. Literally, as soon as they put Ron Hogg, bless him, his bones in the ground, they went back to criminalization. Yeah. They are still raiding. They they have changed and had a vault face to, to steal a phrase in in policy in Durham. They're not yeah, representing. I, know you... I quietly I quietly suspect that the reason Arthur Jones is retiring and not standing for re-election is because he is being pushed getting pushed back against his progressive policies and ideas. I was just about that, to that, say that's my, that's my opinion on it. Yeah, so Liverpool's Liverpool is electing a new crime commissioner on May the 6th this year. Good point. And it's going to be up for public vote. Mm -hmm. So me and my community and our organic free thinkers are going to vote these people in for four years. So they're not going to get voted in. Which, so what which, Ron Hogg started... Sorry, I was going to say, which, which, which candidates? Because looking at, at looking at the electorate, I mean, they're, they're being announced tomorrow, as far as I'm aware. So by the time people are listening to this, you will be able to go out, and yet yeah, the candidates are released a month before the election. I've the, yeah, well, the election is May the sixth. I know. I've already seen. Yeah. I've already seen the four candidates. There's already a PDF. Oh, well, then, so, yeah, but that's the. I think the deadline for registration of candidate. I think it'd be oh, you sorry. can register within a month, so there can still be some last minute candidates. I see. But looking at the main political parties, the Green Party are the only one who are offering a policy well, around. Funny, funny, uh, social, enough, social consumption everybody for, else especially yeah. labor are still very much anti-decriminalization of drugs yeah in the Mer in merseyside as far as i'm aware the only person that has any sort of drug reform on their sort of summarized um i was gonna say ballot it's not really a ballot but just go with it for for for, for this <laughs> example right but you know what i mean the, the, just the summary beside their, their picture um and only the green candidate had that um, and it specifically spelled out homegrown cannabis as well. So, does Gary does Liverpool have a mayor? <laughs> Fuck's sake, dude! You can't ask that. You can't ask Why? that. Why? No, no, I'll tell what? you all about that. Have I just said something offensive? No, no, no. Liverpool's mayor has just been sacked for corruption. He's been arrested. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. The only so, reason I, the only reason I bring it up is Sadiq Khan is just uh, announced in the past couple of days that if he gets re-elected in London, he will look towards decriminalising um, cannabis. And he's kind of trying to step away from Keira Starmer in the party line. Yes, yeah, posturing though, isn't it? Because here's the thing: how the, how the fuck is he going to get that passed if the fucking head of head of the the fucking at the very very top they're just going to push it down? That's my fear about it. About all the political parties that are going to say, right, we need some sort of drug reform. Is it just fucking posturing, or is it something that is not going to get blocked at the very fucking top? We've, we we see. Sorry, to keep just. Uh, jump in this but this, the, we've seen this before in 2018 the so-called recreational or adult consumption um, community in the UK were astroturfed into supporting medical cannabis and we were told that they would represent us that everything would be grow your own that there'd be social consumption that they would hold the door for us and they, they would let us come come through with them they very quickly slammed that door in our face and they did a, a, an about turn and they immediately went to importation rather than domestic production so my, my 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 fear in this is that with the whip system working in the parties, no MP can do anything unless 
it is the mandate of the party because they'll just withdraw the whip and then they they can't hold a mandate to um to run any, anywhere. Yeah. Is there any what I'd say to that what I'd say to that is unprecedented times call for like real change from people like you and me. Okay, and this can create five million jobs. Okay, the country's never been in such a position. Now there was a hundred thousand pubs in 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 its heyday, so we can have a hundred thousand coffee shops, can't we? So all these people can employ twenty people, and they can give back all the growers. And okay, there's this is the this is the moment in history where where like it's all like it, it doesn't changes it. With all all respect, you know I got nothing but respect and love for you, Gary. It it kind of sounds like it's it's a moment where one entity gets to to monopolize. Do, do you know what I mean? Because if it if every because okay. I, okay. I can't I can't seem to get my head around what it is that the the other people that are helping you with this in terms of the conservative drug policy group etc. What their intention is with changing the law? Because if you don't change the law, you you can't we can't have this and if we then do we create a, a gray area of discrimination which is what we've currently got with with air quotes medical cannabis so we're told that if you can afford it you can get a prescription and you're legal then there's a gray area of can card medican card etc that then says that oh you could or you should qualify for this but you don't get in there so then if you guys create an app and chill rooms then starts rolling out clubs in various regions What's to stop others then opening other clubs that are not affiliated or associated or run into the same model and go, well, if they're allowed to do it, why can't we? Well, hopefully the app, it's not its not my app. It's going to be everybody's app. So your club can upload to the app and the app will be like a, a database for us all to pay our accounts and all to pay our growers and book our seats. So I can but, just be one little club in one little part of the city or one part of the but, country. But who owns who's the, the app? app? Yeah, who's who's making that? You can own the app. All the members can own the app. Okay, it can right. be like a community of good. Okay, my vision is for everybody. It's not about me, me, me. I want to leave our egos at the door, and we all want the same things, type of thing. So it's Absolutely. I don't want to own anything. I want to release no, it for everybody else. No, no, nothing can exist in this world that is not owned. We we live in a world where property is everything. Possession is nine tenths of the law. So. What worries me is is data acquisition. We now live in a world where metadata is more valuable than oil. So we, there is not a, re, a physical, materialistic resource that is more valuable than the shit we generate every day through using apps, through in, in, interacting with technology. And so like I said, what worries me is that whenever anything is free, you are the product. Do, do you know what I mean? So then I get what we're saying about you saying that then the app would be owned by the members of the club. But then unless it's incorporated as say like a, with a constitution and as say a democratic board of individuals that then would have a voting right within it to be able to change that. I can't see how a corporate structure could be wholly owned by the people without it being in some form of cooperative. The, fir the first question to sort of, even before you even analyze any of that is, is just clarify like who's programming the app? Who is actually doing do you know what i mean all of the little symbols and, yeah. and whatnot because i'll tell i'll tell you about him he's Go a ahead. great man he's a shaolin monk he comes i've spent i've been to london i've met him he's come and spent the weekends with me and um, he's totally cool he's trustworthy he's asian um, and he's going to take children rooms to china for me okay and just being in his presence elevated my 
So how so know, just to elevate me into like artificial intelligence, it's already here. We're already right. involved with it. Okay, everybody's got a smartphone, haven't they? And what I foresee is no cash. So I can fill your organic wallets. So if you have got cannabis in the future and you want to trade it in for a flight to Australia, well, it's it's tradable, it's tax paid, it's all about Canacoin. You've, you've so, planted yeah. the seed. So would this be a, some form of cryptocurrency or would it use sort of digital Well, it's, it's a green currency. It's, we haven't got the currency sorted, but well, I mean, this currency is going to grow. Okay, cryptocurrency is incredibly destructive. Just put okay, it out well, there. <laughs> I know if you grow a kilo of cannabis for fifty pounds, if you put it into my platform, it can generate ten thousand pounds out of what ten pounds a gram. So that is new. That is all new finance we're gonna generate between our clubs. So, okay, so if I'm I'm gonna pay a million pound next year tax, and I'm gonna pay three million pound for good courses. So I'm a little. Um, unit in, in like a little private place in a rough part of Liverpool and I'm going to employ 30 people. I'm going to um, set a ballroom up for another 40 people and I'm going to take children rooms to every disadvantaged community right throughout the UK, in every town, city and large village. And I'm going to invest in the roughest areas where no one else will invest. Mm. I'm going to build these cathedrals of peace and I'm going to do everything right with integrity and We've literally been doing it for getting on for 20 years now. So we fine-tuned it to a fine fine engine and it's pairing on every little bit, all so, the suppliers so, and the fuel and the, everything's so it, organic. Is, is, so is this vision contingent on the law changing to your advantage or are you working to do something to change well, the maybe, law so it can maybe, work? Maybe me, you, Robert Jappy, all the other directors can sit down and write the manifesto so it has got equity and unify the whole nation and get us all back to work and give us all a little spring in our step and get us out of our houses and, you know, provide yeah. a safe place and listen yeah. to the live music and meet the new people and, you know, Absolutely. this is all the things Absol- that we're about. Absolutely. Like, 100% agree, um, um with the intentions 100% love it love the idea I want to see it do exactly what you've just said I want it to 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 go into uh, and help and help me sorry to reinvest in back into the local community and strengthen it that's exactly what I want millions of pounds what's untaxed now and it's just if it's the black market it's just like wiping your hands and saying you know get on with it so Mm. there's no regulation whatsoever so what we're going to bring is Seed to sale, real regulation, like like giving back to the communities what have been disadvantaged with the drug war, and okay, free free the flower prisoners and all these little things. So so uh, the only way we could free free flower prisoners, the only way we can get anyone out of prison is with expungement. Expungement again can only come with legislative change. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, I, I come back to the whole thing. So. This might sound a sensitive question, but do you own the chilling rooms? Is it something that you own the trademark of, that you own the intellectual property of? Chilling rooms is me for the last 20 years. I created it from nothing. I built it. I designed it. I'm everything. I'm its ethos. I'm its integrity. I'm its planner. I'm its... So, I mean, we're right at the end. We're the light at the end of the tunnel for lots of people, right? And lots of people can copy off me and nothing's wrote down so we can write the manifesto with 
professionals like you, Simper, and you, Macher, and whoever else is on me on me board, like, because it's really this is this is the answer to everybody's problems. Okay, I can get us all back out of our houses, and it really do, it is ticks every box for everybody. So I I no I appreciate the 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 enthusiasm. I really do, but I mean it's 2021 now. Colorado and Washington State voted to air quotes legalize cannabis in 2012. Um, Colorado are only just now pulling their finger out and trying to figure out lounges and social consumption. The contingency that was written into the New York legislation that's just passed that allows for some form of social consumption, but they they are keeping it so ambiguous because no one has yet cracked this this model because it falls into so many legal issues you've got tax evasion you've got proceeds of crime you've got uh, multiple violations of the misuse of drugs act you've then got um transporting goods you've got cultivation you've got uh, production all of these things infringe on slightly different regulations there's so much nuance of law that would have to be obfuscated for this to work so there's in my head there's only two ways it can work one is you have kind of what Mike Barton and Ron Hogg were trying to do, which was the former chief constable and the former PCC police uh, crime commissioner of County Durham. And they tried to create de facto decriminalization. They created a side door by which if you were caught publicly with it, you would, you could, you would go into this side door. You would kind of be told off for a little bit in a room and then you, you go away. They were told you wouldn't, wouldn't have a kind of uh, a conviction, but actually you'd have a law service conviction that would still show up on uh, when you got a background check. So it wasn't really a form of decriminalization. It was a form of keeping you out of the courts to save their money. So I then still come back to this, that if it's then the answer to sort of our, uh, our prayers, th- that has to be full ubiquitous decriminalization. So again, I'm, I'm curious as to how, how that could work. I mean, I did, I did read, um, I, I think, I think the space will be have that answered all them questions. Won't if that's a regulated safe space where consumption is allowed, where it's not frowned upon and it but, is but, but it, regulated. But even under the, God, is it 2006, what became the Tobacco Act, which banned smoking inside 2005, 2006, somebody correct me yeah. on that. Well, because, because, it, because it, this it, is, it, it's a private place, Simpe. You go into a private place. So it kind okay, of works like in the you... same way as gentlemen's clubs work in the UK. Yes, yes. You're going to be invited into my private place. Okay, so so that 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 covers something. So then we're just you're going to end up with what the Dutch termed the backdoor problem. So well, they, 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 will, they will set regulation on it, but you'll only be allowed say 500 grams on site at any given time. Yeah, well, I, I used to stick to all them rules in the, the Dutch rules because I went on a coffee shop course with Noel Van Sheik in um, 2003 with a lot of other activists, with Colin Davis and um, Jeff Ditchfield and um, Leslie and Mark Gibson. We're all on this course, no like from, from the day. Mm. So I, I know I know how Amsterdam works and I've been to Spain type of thing and it's just going to be a lot more scouts involved with it. A lot of Amsterdam, a lot of Spain, but... A lot of scouts know our, our creative, our music, and our, just our um, welcoming um, so, place. So what, so, so what have the sort of the governmental and um, advisors and people that you've been speaking with? What have they said about sort of taxation? Well, the accountants, who's the uh, Birmingham Chamber of Commerce and um, future face of finance winner. She's um, she's all for it. Like um, I told her, the business plan. I each club will have a hundred different growers growing for it, all connecting with the app. So seed to sale, it's um, t- um paid the tax, and so uh, just off the street. Um, our model is um, 
Oh, we'll call us the black. We'll call us the black market now, type of thing. So I am the black market. I would say unregulated market. Black market carries with it quite a lot of racial connotations from its. Uh... Well, 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 we, well, that's what we have been, isn't it? But we're not going to be the black market no more. We're going to be the new market type of thing. The um, the green avalanches here type of thing. So a question. And it's going to bring equity. A question that I'd have then would be, say, if you were a prospective grower that was going to work with, say, um, with your model, right? So there's a hundred growers. Would they have any sort of protection from the law? Um, yeah, they, they, their grow room would be regulated and have like a little, um, a bigger fuse in. Maybe you could have your own CCTV to your, to the, to your phones, no type of thing. So, right. and then, but it would also be good for you then. Like you could have a few photographs along the along its in three months conception from seed to to sale type of thing. You'd have like a little visual, so like people could look at it or know it's coming on the market in a few weeks. And if your reputation is good as your last crop, I mean, it'll already be sold before it's actually hits the table type of thing. So, mm. so what what, what the growers are going to be really famous. What what stops what stops the grower from getting busted gr- gr- growing 100 kilos selling you 50 kilos and selling 50 kilos to the unregulated market at a higher cost well because it's going to be seed to sale isn't it as i say we're going to have some uh, type of maybe squared area or like 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 it'll be a proper license you, the club will license the grow room so, right. but what what gives the club the license because as far as i'm aware I, I had a conversation recently with some guys on uh, the Isle of Man, and they've basically, without giving too much, I, I can do this loosely without giving too much away. Basically, they're in the works of getting a, a cultivation license, a high THC cannabis cultivation license, and they're looking at the possibility of creating sub licenses within that. So, what they could do is be the master holder of the license in the same way that, say, uh, a shop would hold an alcohol license, but then they could put subs on this to other subsidiaries that could grow for them. They would be part of a syndicate or a network or a cooperative of growers. So that is being explored. As far as I'm aware, no one has yet put in an application testing this. Obviously, we know that only two applications have ever gone through in the past, God, 23 years. Um, but people are still still considering this. So it, would that be something that you would look at doing? Because, again, it's for, there'd have to be some form of legal protection to stop then, say, I don't know, Netpol or any international organization then coming after you, even if the British government decided not to. I think because the, the position we're in now with the 20 years behind the scenes, we can write the laws type of thing, and they're not going to be laws. They're going to be, like, beneficial to everybody. So it's everybody's um, thought of type of thing from the people who's growing the four plants or the person who's making the cup of tea or, you know, it's going to bring equity to everybody. So that, is- that's the position. I'd like every single club that the cannabis grown within five or six miles of that club. So every different club will have its own local growers who can bring it to them type of thing. So it's bring it on your scooter and your backpack type of thing and we'll just ping your um, so what, um, your, what, your organic money. So what would protect what would protect that person then? So say they if they're protected if the cops break into their house and they see this this tent of X amount of plants that they've been approved to grow. They then avoid criminalization there. What happens when they're pulled over with four kilos in the boot on the way to deliver it? Are they still protected then? Well, obviously, it'd be, it'd, you'd be an affiliated grow, wouldn't you? It'd be like, this is tax payable. You can't just steal this. Okay, this is this is accounted for. We've got an account with chilling rooms. This is taxable. There's me accounts. There's me books. So, so okay. What, <laughs> yeah. So what, so what stops? Because, I mean, the main thing that a lot of people that I work with 
some quite obviously very well-known people in the UK at the minute. I'm, again, I'm not going to name just because we're quietly working on things. They're working with a lot of legal people in the UK at the minute and getting really quite successful in building defences against certain uh, certain cases. And so one of the main things that they're struggling with is this idea of, again, of taxation, of how then you pay tax to avoid um, th those kind of crimes. I mean, if you look at someone like Al Capone, who was like the godfather of alcohol prohibition, they eventually got him on, rac on a racketeering and tax evasion. It was because mm -hmm. they got the tax evasion, they managed to get the racketeering and work their way down to charge. They didn't get him for the mass murders, they didn't get him for any of the other things that he was responsible and directly responsible for, but they got him because he didn't file the right paperwork. So again, that, that's yeah. one of the things that worries me that if you don't wholly own the intellectual property or if you don't incorporate in such a way that makes you the majority shareholder, that the entities and the people that are currently guiding you won't then just suddenly start turning left and walk you off a cliff and, and be left with yeah. an international I'm, model. I'm the guiding light. I am the guiding light and my integrity goes far. All right, I've been working in this industry for 20 years and I've done tens of thousands of deals from the smallest grower to like the biggest whatever i mean we, we've shaped but the agenda but that's not dealing with the big boys that's not dealing with the guys who have trillions in their portfolios you know the people yeah, who well, dwarf what what tilray and aurora and, and okay well I, I i i well I, a few years ago I was at a fancy conference in birmingham and I, I got one of the corporate fellas and i said to him listen if you want to compete with me and my friends you've got to produce cannabis for between five and ten pounds an ounce because that's what we're producing it for. So I mean, that that that's that's, that's the market, five pound an ounce type of thing. So if you want to compete with that, you can compete with me. But then 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 not obviously going to want to compete with that. that. Was the point I was making before? Okay, well they're all not going to they're not going to be part of this industry then, Arthur, because this industry is going to be homegrown. Okay, it's going to be by the community for the community. But and it's the, going to be the, coming together like like-minded people. Yeah, but but I don't see how that can work without legal protection because every other place that's legalized, if you look at it, look at America, you look at Canada, you look at what's happened. Their legalization, air quotes, so-called legalization, has actually meant that the illicit market, the unregulated market, is booming because the costs and the impediments of tax and the fact that they want to standardize and hold at a very profitable rate means that the illicit market will continue to thrive. Okay, that's where chilling rooms will make a difference. Okay, it'll be above board. Everyone will be accounted for. And as I say, maybe we can take children rooms to New York. We can take it to Ireland. We can take it to all these municipalities. While I'm looking for this type of regulation, as I say, I've been working on it for 20 years and it's worked fine for me. Like, in a, it's just going to be elevated with the artificial intelligence and, you know, seat to sale type of thing and booking your seats and bringing us all together. So I've got all the answers. Um, so, so, so here's um like so you, what what exactly are you waiting for to actually get this up and running then? COVID. What just COVID to stop? COVID is the only restriction now. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, as soon as I open them shutters, the war's over, and everyone can partake in this new green avalanche of good and provide so, jobs for their community. So day one, right? Because here's the thing. By the way, just to just to just to point out, right. The only reason that that uh, we're sort of asking you all of these questions is, I fucking want this to happen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I'm just it's intrigued. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued, right? So so day one, you open up. What stops the police knocking at your door straight off the bat and going? Do you know what? Okay. It it says on it says on this piece of paper. You know what I mean? You're breaking the law. 
I don't care what anybody else says. I'm going to take everything. What's what's going to stop them from okay, doing that? Okay, well, they've been, they've been doing that for 20 years, but um, last time I was in the court case, the judge got a standing ovation. Simple, you were there. There was lots of support for me. Um, and I walked out of there with my head high. Um, and lots of other times before that, I haven't come home type of thing. So I'm not on probation no more. Um, I'm still on bail for a few things, but like... As I say, times change, unprecedented times call for like direct action and we're the action, we're the key to the door for the whole industry. <laughs> like so everyone can have a chilling room, so you can get your brand up and running and open your club, okay? That's what chilling rooms does. So, it just releases it for everybody. So so what are the the advisors and people that you've been in communication with saying about uh capping THC, for example? What's what's their narr- what's their narrative around cannabis? I haven't had no one capital THC. Because what's currently happening in uh, Washington and a few of the states in America is we've we've exported our skunk psychosis myth from the UK. So they're pushing uh, that narrative to the point they want to cap concentrates at 30%. So it's actually pressure from the medical cannabis industrial complex mm. trying to restrain so-called recreational or adult consumption so that you can't actually afford yeah, well, the threshold to get access to yeah. therapeutic levels. Would there well, be any... What happened, hang on, what happened in Amsterdam is they, they done that with 20%, didn't they? And everyone went to Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. but it has... That's what happened when they capped it. So Amsterdam was like... You know, it's curtailed itself by doing that, hasn't it? So yeah. with all the people in 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 the, in the clubs in Spain are not um, with the, the, the with the mayor mayor of Amsterdam, the new female mayor of Amsterdam, I believe actually maybe the first female mayor of Amsterdam. Um, she's put forward some very controversial plans that are then going forward. So they're looking to restrict within the city limits of Amsterdam access to the coffee shops to locals. They're looking to finally restrain after 30, 40 years of free reign and um, create a legal regulated model. Obviously the ditch are trialing, I think in three cities and in a handful of locations, government growing cannabis where they're then regulating it to deal with the backdoor problem to create uh, a succinct model of taxation. What worries me about what this model could then do is it then puts and empowers the corporate entities rather than a government entity. The one thing that I would like to see more than anything is a Bureau of Cannabis, is the Ministry of Cannabis. So there is a minister appointed to this that looks in all of this not to allow for any one organization or or entity to conglomerate and monopolize and take control of the market. I think that has to come at the same time as a full descheduling. So there is no criminalization for any activity with cannabis because anything other than that is just a continuation of the war on cannabis. I think it should be you. If if I can still get arrested for walking down the street because I'm part of a club, but it isn't a chill rooms club, but somebody who is can that's still a discrepancy we have to fight for so therefore the war still continues do you know what i mean there's bits of politics what we need to cross this and dot that and you know Mm. there's little bits of things because it's all new and nobody knows what's going to happen but as i say i've got a worker model there and everyone can learn off me and you know cross the i's and dot the t's but as models and its integrity is is um, its reputation goes before it as I say, and the green carpet will be rolled out for all these cool people. And <laughs> as I say, we're literally weeks away from this same um, boardroom opening, like so. So just to sort of reel back there, just to the question I had was uh, just regarding because you said seed to flower, right? So that's that's quite interesting. But what for the likes of uh, concentrates and uh, say solids or edibles or anything like that? So where would they fit into the chilling rooms model? 
I'd like to be important from Morocco, all the finest hashes and that and things like that. Maybe we could build, make our own hash from our own local produced um, cannabis and our own tinctures and our own little medibles. And okay, we're going to have bakers and joiners and air conditioning engineers and decorators and accountants and bookkeepers and you know we're going to need all these little skills and everyone will sort of grow together in there and it's just right. so to um, come together and. Okay, everything will be done digitally, so there's no cash in so, there. So, so it's not. It's rest- really going to simplify it. It's not. It's not restricted to just flour, then. Well, no, not at all. If it's okay. cannabis and it's locally produced, it's going to be retailed in um, one of our establishments. Yeah, but as I say, it's um, it's sold with um, people's got to put the name to it. They're going to know where, where the flowers come from, what THC. It's it's so, going to have some type of testing involved in it. Hmm. It's going to make sure it's not mouldy. It's not going to have no. It's not going to be damp. It's going to be grown with love. Um, and one of our members. So the more the club turns over, type of thing the more it's beneficial to the whole community. And I'll definitely, from me, um, me, me last times I was opening and the turnover we would have, I'm going to definitely pay a million pound tax. I'm going to have three million pound for good causes because we are a community interest company and we are going to be giving like 65% of the profits back to whatever our committee decides what's in need at that moment in time. But we'll have, um, we'll have the resources in place as I say, because we're going to grow these, these communities from scratch right now, from uh, grassroots. And as I say, if you can plant a seed or you can water a plant or you can wash it this year, um, you're going to be welcoming you with open, open arms in our community and we'll have a job for you. Um, and we'll just have an organic future, all of us coming nice together. Right. As I say, simply, if you can help me write the manifesto, we all know what's right and wrong. And, we just want equity for everybody. We want to unify the whole industry and bring everybody together, which is you. See that future, Carly's Amnesty. We've got the Cannabis Social Clubs. We've got whatever else. We're all singing the same song, and it's only getting louder and louder, as I say. And <laughs> I'm that close to putting the keys in the door. It's just a final little pin now. And as I say, we've got like all party support type of thing. So... We'll write, we'll write the um, the rules and the manifesto of simple. I'd like it on my board if you, you're good to write type of thing because I'm not educated. I never went to school, but I've got really good other good skills. I've got vision. I've got, um, I call myself supervision type of thing because I've been planning <laughs> this for t- 20 years. As I say, and we're just going to, um, we're all going to grow together. It's, nice, yeah, mate. Great. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to help sort of where I can. Like I said, if, uh, if previously and in private, that once you build a board, if if you were to offer me a seat, like I said, I would more than happily take that. Um, because ultimately, more than anything, I think you should be recompensed for this in a way um, that I don't think a lot of other people that could potentially be involved in this project would want for you. Um, I think that first and foremost, your your ideal and your vision and your morals are uh, around rebuilding and re-enriching and reinvigorating communities that have been decimated by decades of prohibition is is a wonderful vision it truly is mm-hmm. what what worries me is what i have seen of air quotes legalization around the world i've been lucky enough to travel to quite a few places and see what again air quotes legalization does i've done enough research to understand the difference of de facto de jure in in, in decriminalization models and the various continuation of criminalization that occurs through both legalization and decriminalization so this is why I've always advocated for a new hybridized system of something larger, something more. And I think what you offer is potentially 
the the mechanism by which we could create social equity if it, it was stringently regulated and regimented to a degree that it couldn't be weaponized against the people it's purporting to help. It couldn't then suddenly turn around once it's got t- two, three million users and use that data, sell it off yeah. to, to create uh, another form of enslavement through a prohibition 2.0. Because ultimately, if any consumer, cultivator, or trader of cannabis faces criminalization, then we haven't ended prohibition. We've just diluted it a little. Yeah. Uh, basically, I think Simpa's fear, just to be nice and short for once, is is he does not want to see um, your gusto, aim, and ambition uh, coursed. Doesn't want to, do you know what I mean? For somebody to come in and just fucking twist it and take advantage. I think Gary's frozen. Are you frozen? He's frozen. Fuck. <laughs> oh. I hope you heard this. I really fucking do. <laughs> I really just thought he was intently listening. Damn it. No. Oh, the joys of modern Let's technology. Let's see if we can get him back in. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. There hey. he is. All right, your, um, your, your audio's gone. Audio. Can't, can't hear, hear you. you. <clears throat> oh, that's weird. It's it says he's unmuted, but there's no sound. He says he can hear us, but I can't. I'll hear tell you him. what, it, 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 Gary. If you want to jump out and jump back in, uh, you should just re re click it. So if, I'll boot you out, and then just jump back in. It might it might kick it back in. This this is this oh, is there he is. Real- No, I'm here. I'm here. I haven't gone a while. No. I'm back. <laughs> Sorry for our listeners at home, folks. Hi. Hey, are you back in Good live man. time? You hear me now? Yeah, yeah. we can Okay, do I that. never went away. I sit here everything. It must have just been in. I don't know what happens. No, it just froze up on our side. We thought we, you, were, you were like this. No, I was, I was still there. I was still moving on my bit. Did you hear everything that went down? Yeah, everything, yeah. All right, nice one. Sweet. Grand. Um, yeah, so the, the, other, the other point that I, I did want to thank you for raising earlier, um, which I kind of didn't mention previously, was was testing. Um, obviously, you said that growers would then, as it were, put their face to it. They would be able to create a brand that others would then be able to associate to it. But then yeah. what, what sort of um, first sort of regulations and criteria would they have to meet to be able to provide product? And what... Um, what sort of legal regulation would there be? So what if a, me- if a member then sold you some cannabis that was say, sprayed with spice or was tainted with uh, a fertilizer or something that then meant that people got sick? Well, it'll be tested as soon as it comes in the premises for mold and whatever else. But I mean, I don't think one of my members is going to be spraying the cannabis with spice as I say, because yep. I've been... But one thing we have seen in Spain this past year is big gangs moving in where the clubs are getting soft. There's only, what, a couple of hundred legal clubs, sorry, regulated and legal clubs. I'm air quoting there for people who can't see this. Um, Spanish clubs. A chunk of them, uh, not too much of a large chunk, but a good chunk recently are having serious financial problems because they become reliant on tourism for all they weren't supposed to provide access to tourists. Um, as COVID has then kicked in and Spain's going through its, its own turmoil, as it has been for quite a while recently, uh, socioeconomically yeah. and politically, um, the, the clubs have been taken over by serious organized gangs. They're basically walking in with guns, emptying the place out and going, this is ours now. Sign it over to us and fuck off. 
and then the guys are leaving. Yeah. So then they then own yeah. that business. They're then using it to funnel and, and export that weed around the world because Barcelonian yeah. grown weed is mm, top, top shelf. It, they, they grow some quality weed in Spain and they know this so they can export it and it lands into other exotic markets and it becomes highly valuable. And so yeah. what, what I, I would that's then... all, that's all more reason to regulate it, isn't it? As I say, nobody's going into a pub and taking over with shotguns, as I say, because it's but regulated. That's, but that's not because it's regulated. That's because it's not scheduled. Alcohol isn't a scheduled drug, so therefore it's not regulated as a drug. So there is no gangster violence. There is no whatever, because there is no prohibition yeah. of alcohol. It is one well, of the most easily available drugs in the UK. You can buy it 24 hours. You can buy it at petrol stations on the side of the motorway, for God's sake, now. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So when cannabis gets to that mm-hmm. point, then I'll say it's it's the decrim- cannabis is is at the end of criminalization for cannabis has happened. Yeah, well it's right here right now. It really is. We're going to open them shutters soon, right? And we're going to bring regulation. And as I say, we can all partake in this green revolution. And <laughs> you know, that's use ours. Our children room is the green prince. I think we'll call it. And as I say, we're just going to get back, and then hopefully everyone else can open their clubs and think of their brand name and their whatever they want okay whether they can work in their friends or open their own okay it's open to everybody that's what children rooms is going to do it's open the door to freedom and it's going to bring prosperity real harmony real coming together and just get us all back together and you know provide that safe place and i'm really proud of what we've what we've achieved over the last 20 years type of thing. And yeah. we've got a bit of recognition now. And hopefully everything I've said is going to be beneficial and, you know, just going to ignite the debate. And as I say, joint efforts needed with all of us. And we're all going to sing on the same song. And I say you coming together and see that future. And we've got um, we've got all the other organisations, Phil, WTU. We've got, you know, see that future. And so, so, say Outlaw. And, so yeah, with, we've got everybody. With, with, with the app. Um, and with the the idea of then no currency, is that contingent on how it has to run from day one? Well, it's, if it's you just want much you better. Not be taking cash. No, we won't be. Tell, won't ever be taking cash ever again. And there, it's going to be cashless. So, what I'm thinking is then, if you're saying the the club is set to open within mere weeks, then yeah. how, how much of a uh, well? We, initially, the app is only going to be. Um, taking your memberships and booking your seats. Okay, then as we develop the app, i.e. we're going to be turning over money and that, we're going to be bringing the growers onto the app then and then we'll bring the, so, do you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be adding to it as we go. Yeah, so but this, uh, as it goes, the app will be developed to take your membership details and to so know, what, provide the safe place. What will that entail? That'll entail just giving you details in, but it'll it's um, the security is going to be like passport security type of thing because so our app design is an app is um, designs bank apps. So yeah, I, this is I've I've heard this from other organisations, not the sort of uh, yeah yeah belittle that idea for a second. Is that yeah. Facebook Facebook the other day admitted that five hundred and thirty three million people's phone numbers and personal details were leaked. Mm-hmm. Facebook are one of the largest encrypted corporations on the planet. If they can't keep their shit straight, how can, with all respect, something? Hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna partner with we're gonna we're gonna partner with government, which is the Treasury Department, and hopefully we'll get everything right, which is equity for everybody. So what and would, what do they get? Out industry. What do they? Well, get they out of that well, obviously they're, they're gonna get a twenty percent VAT, whatever it is. Every every 
um, gram of weed is going to be taxable in the country and it's going to provide a safe place and new community um, places so we can give back millions of pounds of this industry what's totally unregulated, totally untaxed and totally down to whatever else, whoever else wants to get involved. What what's still what's still very scary to me is is what is preventing a lot of people from say signing up to CanCard for all they've had somewhere in the region of seventeen thousand to twenty thousand depending on which uh, mainstream establishment you are looking at uh, there's uh, what they're reporting rather um, a lot of people are hesitant because they don't want to give up a photo ID they want, don't want to give an address they don't want to give it enough of their details that if then something changed. It's somebody with a piece of paper, several pieces of paper with 20,000 names on could just go, these guys are breaking the law, go and arrest them. So so what what I'm still worried of is then what would then stop to, uh, the police force, somebody then coming to you, arresting you and going, we want all these details. And if you don't give us these membership details, you're going to go down for a, for a long time, you know? Hopefully because we're partnering with everybody now in this, this same early stages. There'll, there'll be no paranoia and you know because like it's like coming out the green closet type of thing and no one will be victimized or stigmatized so in this new age we're coming into i mean i won't be ashamed of me cannabis use i haven't been for 20 years i've been singing this song so in this new age i mean we'll, we'll have school teachers and probation officers and prison officers and all the people who are smoking it now will be able to come to this safe place and say well you won't be stigmatized against them you won't be um, hunted down and put in again, the court again, system. Without legal protection, I can't see how that's true because then if somebody well, if I... somebody joined your club and then a neighbour of them joined the club and they happen to have three small children and they reported to the police and social services, what's to stop that intervention? If that police probation officer, for example, then failed a piss test, he's then going to get fired automatically because it's in the rules of the letter of the law. So that there is, the, the, the whole is world this, there is still hundreds of laws that are still going to persecute. But until there is an yeah. overriding bill, until there is an overriding movement to do something about this, I can't. I I, I love your vision, Gary. You I know think I do. we're at the tipping point, Simper. We're at the tipping point right now, and good will prevail over evil every day of the week. And we are good, and you are good, Macha. Okay, and all my <laughs> other friends are good. Okay, and bringing all our goodness together. All right, we'll we'll get the key to the door, and we'll show people how to bring the peace and bring that harmony, abundance of it, okay? We'll uh, show uh, you the, the best plans, yeah, okay? And hopefully you'll be around my table, okay? And everything will be just like a light bulb going off in people's um, future. <laughs> it would be great. For all anyone that's listened to this for a long time, I've followed my work for, for the past several years, may think I'm a pessimist. I am actually an optimist. The problem is, is I am well-informed, and that's what does my head. So although I... I, I revel in the, the joy and the glow of your vision and your enthusiasm. I really do, Gary, and I want to see it come to fruition. I still have the sound of you a moment ago, several moments ago, saying, um, being in that conference in 2001 and hearing six weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And being 20s, I mean, I've been in this only maybe five years or so, and I've, I've heard, oh, within the next 18 months, within the next 18 months. And what usually happens is we get 18 months down the line and another part of it has been siphoned off, has been made profitable, patentable, palatable to the masses and has been marketed. So here's now CBD, this wonder drug. Don't worry, it's not THC. It's not a dangerous skunk. It's not going to make you go mental, make you paranoid. And then they take that away. Then all of a sudden it's medical cannabis. And now we're going for industrial cannabis in hemp. And so they're just taking more and more parts away. And I just, I, I worry that by the time it comes to, 
legislation getting into parliament for air quotes recreational or so-called adult consumption market um, for cannabis that everything else is already going to be regulated. So we're not, we're going to get what's left rather than what we should have had at the beginning, which was legitimize the unregulated market. Give the people who were already giving people access, give the people who were already saving lives, who were already running clubs, who were already uh, establishing large grows, putting people to work, you know, who were actually funding communities and helping people literally put food on the table for their kids and clothes on their back by providing um, ounces and shit for people to shot and sell so they had their own access while then being able to, like I say, make a small bit of wage to help deal with whatever hardship that they're in. You're, st- you're oh, on mute. You're mute. <clears throat> there you Children go. rooms will be at the forefront of all this. Okay, all this for all your um, skepticism and you know it'll be like your your vision will be expanded as soon as you sit around that table and you see that we're all singing on the same song and you can help write write the manifesto with me okay so this my model can be replicated right throughout the world we can go to new york we can go to australia with integrity okay with the best models and the best you know 20 years behind it supervision okay by my supervision and your technical data and your podcast and your mm-hmm. voice as well. Okay, we're all singing this song now, and that's all there. So now, I'd like to think. Let's I'm get pro- to it. I'd like to think I'm providing uh, somewhat of a healthy skepticism. I have been. Uh, yeah. a, Normally, a, 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 I'm a, the miserable a, bastard on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I am excited. I am genuinely sat here excited, Gary, and every fiber of my being wants to and hopes for 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 your success. But yes. like I say, I, I, I greatly worry about the conglomerate of the ACI, the CMC, and the Conservative Drug Policy Reform Group. The, the, the yeah. connection of these three individuals, the policies they've been putting out, the papers that they've been putting out, and the restrictive market that they want to create is not what the vast majority <laughs> of consumers in the UK want to see. It's not that freedom. Yeah. It's not that ability to grow cannabis as they want, to trade it as they want, to consume it as they want. It's them being literally stared at through a microscope from every transaction from the second they buy that seed they are digitally followed until they're cultivated where they've then got to say how much they grew and how much they used and whatever we don't do that with alcohol we don't do it with tobacco we don't do it with fatty foods yet alcohol tobacco and sugar kill more people than every other thing on the planet combined kind of well, should be regulated like yeah. that just left out of it and then go we regulate yeah. commercial sales you regulate uh, when you produce certain products because that's the safest way to produce the best efficacy but in terms of yeah. then the freedom to do with it what we want that's the thing i'm going to be sat here gary in 20 20 odd years still fighting well, I'll, tell, I'll tell you then we've got a compliance officer in guy coxall he's like the compliance officer of the cannabis trades association wasn't he so he's yeah. at, at meetings with the home office this week so as i say he's well informed on our plans so we're going to cover every single angle and every single um, different scenario, what's going to come before you. And we're going to um, have the answers and literally um, just to work and model what everyone can copy and paste and just bring to their community and mm-hmm. just generate good, okay? Give back. That's so what Chilling Room's ethos is. So would it work as a like a franchise or would you like buy into a union you know like uh you wouldn't like chains 
I don't want people's money, okay? As long as, long as your club gets set up, it's going to give back tens of thousands every week. So my interest is getting everyone's club, everyone's creation, everyone's brands, everyone's name. I want to work with everybody, okay? And uh, just create these lovely space, spaces right throughout the UK and bring about the five million jobs. And, okay, we all grow together, and that's where... Uh, we're about now. So as soon as I open, I'm going to be taking 30 people off the door. I'll be having 100 growers who are going to plug into the app. And if you want to plug into our app and create your space in your town or your city or your, you know, whatever you want to be, it's there for you. Put, plug your name into it. Plug your, and we've got everything in, in behind vaccines, which is your licenses, your you're paying your growers, you're paying your tax, and okay, it's all at the end of your phone now. So just upload your um, your, your brand, <laughs> and so we'll grow two, together. Two questions for you. One for me would be: Would you will you require a COVID passport verification to get into the chilling rooms? And if you had a dream musician to book for the for, to play at the chilling rooms, who would it be? Um, hopefully we're going to have Paul McCartney there. That's a definite. We've had lots of communication what? going his way. Really? Um, and yeah, and the, the COVID thing is is like, ask your friends to come. And if he hasn't had a cold for a week, I mean, he's not snuffing, snotting and coughing and that, okay? Don't be infecting everybody. So <laughs> it, as I say, we all know right from wrong, don't we? I might have to, I might have to fight Macca just to get the name, you know what I mean? But but yeah. what does um, but what does that mean in terms of legislation? So for the past year, Durham City Cannabis Club, for example, we have just not done any events because the optics and the law in terms of the COVID legislation has meant that even if the police left us alone for congregating, selling cannabis, smoking cannabis, and having the event, we'd still be in violation of that and broken up because of the rules. So yeah, would you would you then obviously you kind of be forced to follow government? Uh, procedures if they would have then enforced passports I don't know about that I mean I know, I know we haven't been able to congregate anybody like everyone's been um, under COVID restrictions haven't you so you can't even walk your house so we all need these nice spaces to go to after the COVID so we're going to comply with all the regulations type of thing and you know we're not going to go out and cause any trouble we're not about that we're about bringing peace and harmony so that's what we're about and when we can we will be up there and we'll be meeting you and bringing about good and you know just being the change mm-hmm. okay the light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> so, so have you had any conversations with any of the pcc candidates in the, your region good question i've had um, a little film made with me and arfon jones but the candidates come out last week, and I've actually I've been with a radio station today, a commercial radio station, the second interview, and they're going to uh, be contacting these crime commissioners and these new mayoral, um, you know, the, the, the new mayors. We're going to be, children rooms is going to be asking the question type of thing. Mm. So I made, I made up this commercial radio station's been interviewing me, like, because, to say, I haven't had the voice for 20 years, and... I'm getting one now. People are listening to the words like and then looking at the model and taking it serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely have a look at the the, the candidates for sure. If you can definitely yeah, yeah, talk yeah. to them, be brilliant. Yeah, we're we're going to be talking to them in the next four weeks, and hopefully, we're going to be asking the question: um, "What's your policy like?" Because you're going to be voted in for four years, and me and my friends are not going to vote for you unless you're in. Um, 
organically thinking type of thing and you want change because we're all fed up. Okay, Liverpool's like Afghanistan some days. There's people shot every other day. The drug war's got to come to an end. I mean, it's like prohibition in the 20s, isn't it? And all the, I don't know, just yeah, the shooting it's, it's, and the Tommy yeah. gun and the Al Capone and the prohibition. It's just the same now. Time's a thousand yeah. with the drug war, so but the, we this, can regulate it and but it, do things right. It's... So yeah, what what worries me is that your model fits wonderfully in a truly deschedulized world. So where there are no crimes around cannabis other than mis-selling commercially, having tainted products, things like that, in the same way that there is no criminalization around bread. But if you sold somebody some poisoned bread, you'd be accountable for it as, as a company yeah. down to the line person if then you did something negligent or criminal, whether it's then dealt with as a civil matter or a criminal matter. That's the way I yeah. see that the cannabis has to be dealt with. And in that time, yeah, there will be models, but then there'll also be people that can just grow as much as they want and do with it what they want. If they then sell it commercially... Again, I don't really will, think they, they can. Will, they will, they, no, they will have to then pay tax. But this is what happens with alcohol. So right now, I can go and buy the ingredients for alcohol. I can even now, there's companies that will sell you the hops. You can grow your own hops in your back garden, grow all your raw ingredients, ferment it down into alcohol, and I can give it to all of my mates as much as I want. I can even then put them in a nice little bottles and labels, give them to my friends, and my friends can then go, oh, this this is lovely alcohol, this. I want to give you 20 quid just because it's so nice. That's not a transaction. They are two separate legal things. That was what created the gift economy in Colorado and, and Washington for the, God, 18 to 20 months before commercial sales started. That's the same thing that's going to start in New Mexico next week, or yeah, next, this, whenever they're about to sign this legislation. Same thing that goes into effect with New York. And so I, I worry that unless this model is entirely, what's the word, almost two-tiered, so that there's those that have and those that are part of it and they're safe and those that aren't and they're criminalized. And what worries me is that the 20% of the tax from those that have protection can then go to funding the police to actively go after the people that are not protected. I think the community will police itself in the future. We're all... Um... Merseyside Police, hopefully I'm going to change the name to Peace Officers and put a little cannabis leaf on the emblem on the badge. I'd so like to one see day, that. yeah, they're going to join in with our community, or say, as I say, we all know right from wrong, Sim, but we don't need a policeman, as I say, you know if you're doing something wrong or it's not ethically right or it's going to harm somebody else. We all know these things when we're five or six years of age. So, like, we've all got this moral compass right now, haven't we? We're all looking at ourselves in the mirror. We all want the right thing, and we all want a safe place for our children to grow up and, our, you know, our mums to go out of a night type of thing. So this is going to bring the peace. It's going to bring safety. It's going to get rid of the crime business. But, it's going to yeah. put crime out of business. So we know, uh, I can't remember it off the, the top of my head, but there was something in the region of 35 to 40% of people in a recent poll in the UK said they actively opposed any changing in the law of, of cannabis. And they did it for the reasons of they want to make sure that their mom can walk the streets at night. They want to make sure that the children are safe. So we, we want the same outcomes, but we're thinking about it in very different ways. They're thinking still of the UN's bullshit of, we can make the world by, 1970, uh, by 1989 cannabis free. We can make it opium free. We can end, have a drug free world. The harder they've gone at drugs, the more drugs there are, because the more you criminalize something, the more expensive you make it. In a world where we have to live on economics because it's neoliberalistic capitalism wins the day and it's how much you've got determines how good you are. 
then that's going to be the incentive always. So people will still have the same outcomes and ideals of going, yeah, I want to secure a house for my family. I want a decent income. You know, I want to be a good member of my society. Some people have the outcome of that of going, well, I'm going to be a vicious drug dealer and I can self-justify it through my own experience. And in my own narrative, I am the hero and protagonist of my story. So therefore I'm doing right to the same person who then dedicates 50 years to the police force and raids and destroys uh, low level drug users lives every day. They're, they're both thinking they're doing the right thing. And so that's on just a prohibitionist versus non-prohibitionist. Within non uh, within people who are not prohibitionist anymore, there is so much more nuance. So although we may be singing from the same, I would say, hymn book, I don't think we're quite on the same page yet. Do you know what I mean? We, we have the same maybe the same ideal of outcome in terms of that the people are free, but they want them to be free from criminalization as it stands today, but very much be shackled in place so that they are active, non-passive consumers that will continue to enrich them for decades to come. Sorry, that was quite a titrate. It was, yeah. it was, but it was well said. It was well said. You're, I mean, I'm sure your concerns are shared across, across the, across the board. Definitely. Ah, do you know what? I, 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 I fucking hope in, in fucking six weeks, mate, that, that myself and Simpa are completely fucking wrong and you just fucking go for it, lad. Do you know that kind of way? But, well, I think yeah, non, yeah. it's non-essential. Uh, May 12th, isn't it? non-essential shops can open something like that hopefully when when the restrictions are over children's will be opening the stores to the green avalanche and you'll be you can help me write the manifesto simple okay you can bring equity for everybody okay and all these little answers we can help me cross the t's and yeah. dot the i's okay because we've got all the answers okay because it's it's tried and tested over many years yeah, well, then we need to build that that board and, yeah. and, and get this right. Yes. It's, if, if, then, yes. but if, if we meet this deadline, I mean, you're talking what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It's 12 weeks until, yes. um, if we're correct and Boris is right, full social restriction ends. That means no yeah. social yes. distancing, no masks. I, I know you I don't I, believe I, it. I, I don't, don't fucking believe it. Believe it. Don't I'm believe a be fucking word. I'm trying to be. I'm coming to chill rooms in peace, okay? <laughs> Watching all the live bands and just experience the 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 the, the, the place like because it's it's unique. It's one in a million. You've never been anywhere like it. Well, you'll have uh, your your pick of musicians in the UK because since Brexit, they haven't created a touring passport for them to get anywhere else. This so I can imagine there'll be a lot of. Um... Hopefully, it's it's going to be all the local people for the first few months because we're still technically locked down aren't we so i'm going to invite all the locals and as i say we'll get all the growers up and running that's what and then... from from june 21st the restrictions are gone so yeah, yeah. people could drive from all over the the, the country to, to come to come visit um so yeah is... well that hopefully then they can get the seeds of what we've created and plant them in their little communities and yeah, just grow yeah. from there yeah but then the the issue we have is something that we haven't brought up yet which is a term that was i can't remember who coined it but postcode lottery Postcode lottery was the term that was coined around enforcement of cannabis in the various 43 constabularies. Obviously, you then have independent um, police service in Scotland and in Northern Ireland. So ultimately, 45 plus then actually within that, you have there are more other policing agencies and authorities, which all have uh, slightly different views on how they enforce and to the severity and level they enforce cannabis rules and legislation. Yeah. So if even if it works in Liverpool and you manage to gain that um, discretion of, say, the mayor and the, the, the police uh, 
the police chief constable and the crime commissioner how are others going to be able to win that within their region if there is no legal protection well, I think you need to ask these questions now when all these votes are going off because everyone's voting the Crown Commissioners and the new mayors and their um, cities or towns, aren't they? Everybody's uh, getting these votes now, so everyone needs to ask the questions. Hmm. What's, uh, what's your policy? Because we're voting you in, we the people type of thing. Oh, we the people? I've got a new slogan if you'd like to hear it. Go on. Go on. Build up better. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, grow better weed. <laughs> um, I guess to sort of add to that as well, the if Mercy said is a test bed, it's a pretty fucking good one. Do you know what I mean? If it can be won in Mercy said, it could be won anywhere. Okay. Exactly the, my the point. Drug war, Liverpool is the epicenter of the drug war in the UK. Okay, it's been corrupted by so many people for so many years, but this little one or two percent, I think um, they've gone now, okay, and we're going to mm. bring about good. Children Rooms is going to shape the agenda and bring about the peace and just just create good every single day. It's going to get better. And, okay, we can copy and paste my little 20 <laughs> years' work to all, all over the world. Okay, mm-hmm. everyone wants the Children Rooms. and Okay, you can create your space and, okay, put your Children Rooms, whatever the name it is, and... Put it next to me even if you want, like I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the competition, but you better roll your sleeves up and make sure <laughs> it's good, like, because as I say, with uh, as is unique. Sorry, I was I was just um, googling, looking for uh, an article that I read the other day, and I can't seem to find it. But the it was I think it was related to the Sadiq Khan announcement of decriminalisation trial potential in London. And they suggested uh, it was from one of the bodies that recommends to the Met Police uh, or to the police forces in general, the Police Federation, I believe it was, um, suggested that they trial in five of the the highest prosecution prosecuting areas. I don't know if Merseyside was in it. I know South Yorkshire was in it. I know um, London was in it, and there was there was three others, I believe. Yeah, and I, I watched I watched today in a podcast with someone from the Police Federation the other day on Carly's. There's a gentleman called Simon Q, and he's um, the top Police Federation, which is accepting the kind of cards. And as I say, there's five police forces what are de facto decriminalised and not arresting people simply. So but I think this is going to get rolled they, out. Well, they've got uh, it's the yeah the de facto decriminalisation, but it's because it's a checkpoint scheme which, as I've said, technically isn't full decriminalization because you will still have a marker put on your record that can still be visible for, I think it's 11 years. So there's, there's, there is still a form of decriminalization. What they're doing is they're just diverting us from going through a legal system and, and costing them extra money, really. I think Gary's froze. Is he froze again? Oh, he's back. He's back. Hear that? Hey. Oh, I love technology. I can't wait for all this crap to be over so I can just build a studio somewhere and start inviting people up. Collect some free pallets. All the pallets. Yeah, build a pallet, a pallet palace. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast, Pallet Palace. We'll bring the pallet rooms. That's what we'll do. I think we've lost your audio again, Gary. I think he's frozen again, too. Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's, back. he's back. He's back. Hey. He's back. Can hear you? Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could just stay. Uh, I went off for a sec. I don't know what happened. Like, I think it was down to you that back. <laughs> Always is, mate. Always is. 
Uh, so um, we've covered quite a lot of, of diverse subject matter sort of in this. So do you think or would you work towards um, whatever you did with the terms of the police and politicians? You were saying about competition and you were quite interested and eager to take on healthy competition. So would, would you actively help create legislation that created a fair level playing field for everybody? I want it for everybody, this industry. Okay, I want everybody to be involved. I don't want it for me, 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 me. Okay, I want everybody from 18 to 88, if you want to contribute to this new growing economy. What if you're 89? What are all the 89-year-olds? We do have some quite, quite... Okay. Uh, we probably have a couple okay. of missionaries. Okay, okay, we'll change that to 108 then. From 18 <laughs> to 108. So many hey, 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 109 year olds like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> yes, 108, okay, and you're all welcome, everybody. That's it. From 18 to 108. If you're 108 and, and a half, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make your own club. Yeah. No, but that's, yeah. that's the wonderful thing is the world I envision where cannabis becomes the, the centerpiece of an actual wellness industry rather than the perpetuation yes, of an too. illness industry. Me too. We yes. could live a fucking hell of a lot longer. We start addressing diets, yes. lifestyle choices, etc. Oof, we, we could get somewhere. We could we could really extend our lives and not only the amount of time, but the quality of it. Instead, I, I know people that are already at my age. I'm only just entering my early 30s. They're already screwed from health choices and things that they made in their late teens and early 20s. And I, I think that, can, like I say, cannabis, the introduction, especially of entheogenic substances to deal with individualized trauma and um, sort of social programming and indoctrination can really help to... Um, to give people that, that that second chance at life, do you know what I mean? And and I hope that the future that you're you're working and striving towards, Gary, will come to fruition. I really truly do, and I don't doubt that you will give every bit of energy and effort that you have got to see it come come to life to 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 do it. And I actually don't doubt that, regardless, you're probably going to do it. So even if you don't get the, <laughs> the support and the backing of this, some way or another, the, the chill rooms will uh, will always will always be a safe space for those in the know. Yeah, yeah, always. I suppose we'd have to do Shape a. You'd have to have us down to do a live session down there when it's all. I'll be honest, when, when, there. when I don't get arrested and thrown in the back of a paddy wagon. Yeah, well, <laughs> the war will be over when you come to that place. It'll be equity for you know level playing fields and let's start again and be the change and all the things what we've all been waiting for. It's um, it's right there right now. Well, I hope so. I mean, we're seeing to go for a slight tangent, but it's it's relevant to the narrative and it's uh, an angle that I wanted to cover because I can hear a couple of my uh, listeners going, ooh, 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 and trying to bring up this point. What we're seeing with the Spy Cops Bill, what we're seeing with uh, the Policing Powers Act, what we're seeing with the uh, quite draconian and aggressive legislations that are written in the COVID Act of what the police can do, the force that they can use. I sat and watched two live streams the other night from the, the Tuesday night of the Bristol, uh, went Monday and Tuesday night, Monday night into Tuesday, sorry, of the Bristol protests and watched the, the aggressive militaristic tactics of the police charging at protesters with horses streaming at them with with lines of dogs you know what i mean hitting unarmed people that were sitting on the floor with, with shields and so i worry about anything that we do to parlay too much with the current incarnation of policing in this country it's become quite authoritarian quite fascistic and in, in incredibly aggressive quite the antithesis the opposite in, in fact of what um 
Sir Robert Peel had in mind when he created the, the Bobbies, when he created the neighborhood Bobby, was the idea that the police were going to be unarmed, they were going to be friendly and approachable, and they were going to be a line to defend <laughs> us from the militaristic instinct of, of, of governments. Yep. So this is one of the things that the issues I kind of have with Cancard and other systems that go, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the police and go, look, these people that have a special pass are allowed to stay safe. If they don't have the special pass, they're screwed. That, to me, harks back to the war and, you know, papers, please. We, we've, we've been through this thing. We talk about with the immigration and with, with everything around that, that it's, yeah, it's a dicey, dicey thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it certainly is, especially now with this this short-term COVID passport stuff. It's like, because uh, it's not going to be fucking problematic, is it? <clears throat> Sarcasm implied. As soon as they're up within four hours, six hours, they'll be printing it. Yeah. There'll be about 17 market, of them up on eBay market, within 20 yeah. seconds, guaranteed. Buy it now, 108 yeah, so, quid. <laughs> and so this is this is what we saw. So immediately, as soon as you remember the, the first images of people showing the card, yeah. which said that I'd been vaccinated, within the same day, people were selling those through Etsy's, through Wish stores, through all kinds of crap. People were getting these out, getting these out there. And it just shows that too much regulation or regulation that is trying to like uh, put a gate on a field, do you know what I mean? But not build a fence is going to do fuck all. And that that's that's kind of what I worry with then the chill room app, Gary, is that if then people can't prove that they've got the app, for example, if they then don't have the app to show membership. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think there's lots of police officers who've got PTSD, right? Who've been through all these raids and they'll need to come and chill out with us, right? Mm. So I think him. Hey, because it will be a regulated space, I think police officers will be welcome in there anyway. And firemen and nurses and school teachers and all these people who have been, you know, couldn't actually admit to the cannabis use. Yeah. This will be like a level playing field. So hopefully we'll be therapeutic for all the police officers. I look forward to, to that day. I do. Place. I do. And then okay. maybe you can return to the whole Bobby Hood. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, obviously, we wait. can we can convert them to be peace officers, so peace they've got a bit of respect in the community. Yeah, but if, okay, if, you know? if, if, if they're still forced to then go, okay, I can come and sit in the chill rooms and oh, I can sit and have a smoke or whatever else, it's still illegal for a police officer to consume an illegal drug, even if they're in that safe space. Currently, they will still, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, they will still feel their well, piss. They, 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 will st they will still feel their piss test. So even if they manage it's to... Not, it's it. not actually an illegal drug now, is it? It's a therapeutic medicine no, no, that no, is no, prescribed no. in clinics. No. Cannabis under the 1971 Misuse of Drugs Act in the UK is still a Schedule One drug that has no accepted medical value with a high propensity for addiction and abuse. In the 2001 Misuse of Drugs Act, Schedule two cannabis is the uh, schedule two medical cannabis is defined as a cannabis based medicinal product designed for human consumption. To get a schedule two 2001 cannabis, you have to get that through prescription. All of these people with can card are smoking or, or consuming or getting access to schedule one 1971 cannabis. They've deliberately created a misnomer and two different things so that they can raid and target and destroy. I, I literally, I have 15 different um google alerts set up for my inbox i've got various email addresses that just take in news right i'm literally reading about this company making a billion here and then a raid here raid here raid here raid here man in court for five joints raid here raid here raid here they are still destroying us while then still posting these stories of medical 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 so they take they're pushing people onto this 2001 misuse of drugs act interpretation of air quotes medical cannabis 
And again, that can't be smoked. You can't get therapeutic benefits, according to the government, from smoked cannabis. You can only get I that think, from vaporized or consumed cannabis. Yeah. Well, I think what just happened in New York like three or four days ago where everybody, like social equity, people can grow six plants. It just happened in Malta last night. People can grow four plants. So, I mean, progression and evolution, it's going to be here any day. Might be tomorrow or the next day, but it's going to be here. Now, I believe Boris is going to make a bold decision and, you know, say, let's let's look what's about. Let's see what's been going on in the country. Let's see who's got a little working model. And children rooms will be right at the door waiting to shake his hand and bring about the peace. Okay, I I really believe Boris is that this the man. Oh, I, 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 I can't see Boris lasting m- more than us getting up to episode 30. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that's a predi- that's my prediction, guys, for this one. I cannot see him lasting much longer. His own party are turning on him. His own media are turning on him. His own advisors are turning on him. Do you know what There's I mean? There's no they're, 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 they're done with him. They're, they're, no gro- fucking, they're grooming. It, it they're doesn't grooming matter. Kira, they're, gro- they're grooming Kira Starmer. They've <laughs> set him up. They're re- Murdoch's, Murdoch's ready to make his switch again. So they're going to get rid of the Labour. Now that Jeremy Corbyn stood out at one of those Killer Bill marches, he's a terrorist again. Oh, is he? So, so, so again, they can perpetuate that right. narrative. They can build that up. They then switch to Labour. Labour then goes, okay, we're not going to decriminalise, but what we're going to do is create medical clubs. Of course. We're going to have medical will. institutions. And so if the Children's is allowed to to exist because of the government's permission, it will be because you're a medical cannabis. Centrist fucking vomit is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's dilutionist and it's not going to actually, in my opinion... See what you did there. End end the war. Dilutionist. It really is. If we've got you singing me song and back of yours, you know, we, uh, say we might, we all play our own little unique instruments in this orchestra. <laughs> we all know the song, it's freedom, isn't it? As I say, and if you can play that little instrument... So you'll you never walk alone, Gary, isn't it? Okay, just sit, just beat our drums for a little bit, right? And as I say, everyone will listen to our little uh, uh, beat type of thing and we'll all like harmonise together and... Before but you know, we'll have a, a lovely little utopian future where people can grow and people can bake cakes and, okay, we'll have the coolest people coming together. Out the house is where but, we've been. But that, so what we look at again, the first the first rules that went through is also, right, let's go back to New Mexico in the 70s. Uh, a cancer patient by the name of Lynn Pearson was the first guy in the country who was dying of cancer, rallied the government, uh, the state government. They managed to create a Compassionate Consumption Act around cannabis, um, and the federal government quashed it, wouldn't allow him, wouldn't gain gain him access. That was the 70s. It then took until 1996 before then California went forward and created a prescribable model. That model was then abused infinitum by everybody with headaches, back pains, and whatever else that wanted legal and legitimate protection. It then transformed and pushed medical until it then created the uh the medical cannabis industrial complex that is powered by big pharma that now as they move away from opioids onto synthetic and bio-created cannabinoids the what we've then seen with then legalization is basically it started in 2012 it's then going to be the 2030s at that trajectory 2040s before we get that true end of war so we're seeing it now with what happened in it, New York has gone and been the 15th state to create uh, adult consumption or so-called recreational um, marketplace. And in doing so, they've actually gone as far as 50% social equity for licensing. Whereas then New Mexico are looking to go next, they'll be 16th and they're saying no limitation for social equity licensing. They want to expunge all records and give those people first preference to create industry. 
So it, it gets better through each inclination. And if we currently jump on that bandwagon on that trajectory of progression, it's still going to take us a goddamn long time until we can have farmers markets, until we can do the kind of events that Durham has done and not be criminalized. Well, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, I think to think of it as a sort of a switch at this point is probably a bit naive on our part. It's going to have to be fucking. Um, but it was a switch. Look at so what when New York. I know it was a switch. I, I'm just, New, I'm just saying. I'm just New saying. New York's legislation, literally, as soon as Cuomo finished the last letter on his name, <laughs> it was legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, you were, you could soon doom. Not only that, a memo went out to the entirety yeah. of the New York Police Department, and you cannot arrest. There's then been another, another thing put forward that says but, if you're allowed to smoke a cigarette there, you can smoke weed there. That has then been made to the point where you could then sue the police <clears> if they arrest. Right. For the, yeah, so I understand that, where that, you're coming from, but at the same time, like you, you, you can't negate the national stepped progression for that the United States has had to go through since. But we, we've, we, but we've already gone through it through the weaponization of it in different ways. We have, so, but so it's, rather it's, than the creation of domestic marketplaces, we, we're trying to create domestic customers for international companies. Yeah, exactly. The intent, the intent is not in our favor in this country, quite clearly. Do you know that kind of way? But they're gonna feed it to us in steps. And at the moment, until until I you know I see anything sort of actually definitive in terms of of um, um, not being pushed back and delayed, do you know that kind of way? Which is their obvious go-to fucking weapon. Wait, so yeah, so there's there's two things going on right now. You've got a conglomerate and a and a, a, a union, a coalition of organizations and individuals on one side that are trying to corporatize and create a Canada 2.0 legalization system in the UK. Mm -hmm. You've then got a grassroots that are, that are reaching out into political and all kinds of spheres to create uh, support for a challenge against the government to get a ruling to deschedule cannabis. So what, what, what happens is that actually descheduling cannabis gives the corporate entities the kingdom. So until there are these kind of models for social consumption, for social regulation, for taxation, for limitation and um, expungement of records and everything else that needs to be put in place of this, we're going to give the keys, keys to the kingdom. Yeah. But both sides are fighting toward the same kind of thing. The difference is that if we get that descheduling, everything goes with the signing of that pen. Once that decree is made, once that verdict, that precedent is set, everybody is free. They have to then would then have to set in place the same as Mexico and other countries have done, and uh, the American states are doing expungement of yeah. people's records. They're going to have to then start to retrospectively make right what they have been proven legally to have done wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that pressure then needs to come. So one thing I would I was what I was curious on is would that be part of say Chilbrim's uh, 65% social equity? Would it fund challenges against the government to truly deschedule and end the war on cannabis so that everybody was free, so that nobody went to prison and everybody was, was liberated? That's what it's going to do as soon as we open the door, isn't it? I mean, I can't open the door and sleep at night knowing that there's tens of thousands of people languishing in jail for doing what what our community interest things do and type of thing. So we'll be campaigning to get these people out of jail right now and give these people compensation and, you know, get, if you pay the fine type of thing, you can pay it back maybe times three. <laughs> and if, if, you, if, you, if you spend a bit of time in jail, you can give people compensation, can't you? And yeah. then, oh, yeah. if you've took someone's house off them for the proceeds of crime when someone has a little six plants, I mean, 
that house deserves to go back to them, doesn't it? So all these little regulations we're going to iron out with the professionals in the next few months, i.e. the Conservative drug policy, Labour drug policy, all the people who um, I w- I believe would, in, it, believe I, in I, what I, we're saying. I would definitely reach out to, to the, the Green Party, to the Green Party, and other sort of, especially just, yeah. just more anything that's just left of centre. Just well, just I've, I've, I've been um, I've been meeting the, the mayoral candidate, um, a fellow called, a gentleman called Tom Crony, he's the um, leader of the Green Party in Liverpool. So hopefully, we're going to meet him in the next few weeks and hopefully get behind his campaign and mm. get a, a Green Mayor in Liverpool and that's be organic and. You know, which is um, green PCCC. Yeah, and a green police and crime commissioner. Because the, the Green Party are the only ones that I've seen thus yeah. far that have actually got it in their national policy. And for all their national white papers are worth as much as the white papers we wipe our ass with, um, yeah. it's still more than the individual word yeah. of any one politician whose word is to be as trusted as much as a parakeet. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got integrity. I've got, um, you know, I've got I, I, like a whole yeah. army of organic free thinkers behind me. Like, and I, we all know right from wrong. Like, and this is the right thing to do at moments I, in time. I, like, I don't doubt that, Gary. But what one thing I would suggest to you is that you you re- really ideally need to have um, this model in place before you go to either the Labour drug policy or Conservative drug policy or any of these organisations because they very much already have a model in mind. They very much already have their ideal and they will sweet talk you and walk you down a path that y- you won't want to. And I, I, I genuinely yeah, yeah. worry that that with all all the best intention and gusto that they will continue to fill you up and go yeah yeah keep going keep going gary while they then create that legislation and that model to then present it in parliament that then just basically cuts you straight out of that if you can make the model around chilling rooms that's that's the equitable for everybody so as i say we're working with all these it's only professionals it's, now it's, it's only in not to quarrel on um sort of the nuance of language or anything but i would say that it's only truly equitable for everybody when everybody's given the opportunity and if people have to then sign on to a service and have to be part of something to have that freedom then i'll start i'll always support you you know i'll always support in everything you do and like i say even if i then do take you up on and have a seat within the the board i would still then actively fight for the true liberation of everybody else, for them to have that freedom. And I'll be fighting with you, Simper. I'll be right at your side, okay? Because that's what I'm about, okay? And we'll we'll, we'll get there. We really will. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Um, so I suppose that is another quite controversial subject. I suppose it's not your fortes you've spent the past 20 years uh, around sort of cannabis and cannabis culture but you have lived in in liverpool and you obviously are aware of the drug culture and as you said that it is quite frankly one of the epicenters of um uh drug networks in the uk so how then would you feel or what do you think of the ideas of could can could cl- social clubs or pubs exist for other drugs i think i'll totally get rid of all the other drugs people will be as i say but there's a but the, chill, but, chill, chill, but, chill rooms didn't but, have enough seats for the, everybody. But what 
can I ask why you think it would get rid of the other drugs? Because I mean, global drug survey suggests that somewhere between 85 and 90% of all people that use drugs don't do so non-problematically. They don't have a dependency. They don't have a destructive relationship with the substance. They simply enjoy it. So yeah. if, then, if then people enjoy those substances, should they not then be entitled to have the same legal protection as cannabis consumers, be entitled to oh, have so, the same social spaces? Oh, in our social space or this new creative space we're creating, we'll have all the uh, moral um, judgments and all the uh, questions answered and all the uh, rights and wrongs ticked and ticked and, you know, all ready to go. So, so- so would you potentially be interested if somebody was to say, approach you and go, all right, Gary, you've got the model for distribution and for this app and membership for cannabis. Would you be interested in helping to create a, a trippy rooms, for example, that was served to psychedelic mushrooms? I'd put it out to the community. <laughs> okay, it'll be voted for on an app. Okay, if there was a time and a space where people wanted to do that of course it was organic and people wanted to do that in the community i mean maybe it wouldn't happen on a friday night when the music was on but like maybe if people wanted to go camping or something in a little private place and light a little campfire and get back to nature and have them few mushrooms i mean i'm not gonna but then what is going to against anybody but so then i i for example um used to suffer quite heavily with social anxiety so when i would go out i would only yeah. maybe drink one or two to be seen holding a drink because otherwise they look at you funny but i would take say either mdma or i would microdose some mushrooms or even take a small amount yeah. of lsd and yeah. so what, what i guess i'm asking is then how because of your passion for for cannabis and your vision for this I'm just curious as to how you then feel of that for, say, cocaine, for, say, heroin, you know, like... Children who separated the drug market, simply. It mm-hmm. got rid of the alcohol. There was nobody snorting coke in the toilets. I mean, there was nobody on MDNA because it was strictly organic in there and it was, like, stipulated on entrance, i.e. I don't care what you're doing after you leave here, but don't even bring Class A drugs in your pocket in here because... This place is like that watch type of thing that I don't want the police to raid. You don't find all cocaine in your pockets and looks bad on me. So please respect my rules. My rules are no class A drugs even in your pocket. Okay, don't don't come here if you've had alcohol type of thing. And just bring good and bring happy people who want to share our vibrant community. But so I'm trying to get your your thoughts on if then say... um, yeah, trippy rooms opened, and they were able to serve ayahuasca. They were able, in, they were able to serve LSD. They were able to, you know, have DMT vapes or whatever people could could just imbibe and engage. Um, do you think that they would have as much of a, or could have as much of, say, a positive impact or reducing the negative impact of the drug war in Liverpool? I think there's a time and a space for everything, okay? And if it's organic and it's like-minded people and it's everybody agrees what's going to happen or what's going to be taken, I mean, it's nobody's business, is it? What happens in private place? So if it's all, everybody's over 18 and nobody's saying no, 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 I mean, we all know what's right from wrong. And if somebody's going to come to a harm, I mean, I don't want to be any part of it type of thing, but I know if you can have a bottle of vodka and die, Okay, so I wouldn't accept that, like somebody drinking a bottle of vodka in my, because I don't want to be in their presence. So, I mean, mean, if you can can guarantee that something's going to be safe and you're going to go home to your family the next day, which I can in my club, which is 
but tonight trial tested so I can guarantee that you come to chilling rooms and okay smoke a bong or eat a cake or something you might you might have a white teeth the worst thing we, we'll look after you we'll put you in a taxi on the way home type of thing or we'll get one of our communities to drop you off but we guarantee you that nothing's going to happen to you in there like you're going to be safe yeah so, yeah, so would then it be fair to say that you you would support similar models for for other things to exist not to say that you would build them organize them or be involved in them but would you welcome them in the community if, if they were to arise because ultimately they would act the same way that pubs do which is harm reduction centers they go this drug exists people want to enjoy it so what we do is yeah. we create a fair price for it that then allows us to take tax off it to pay for the 21 million a year that it, 21 billion a year that it costs uh, policing it and on the the NHS. I mean, we accept yeah. that we now know that alcohol causes five percent. One in twenty of all deaths in the world are caused by comorbid deaths caused by alcohol consumption. So we accept that. We understand that. So then, if can, if we were to then look at that for other substances across the board. Obviously, I, I still agree at this point, you kind of have to keep them separate by the nature of the communities, but then eventually they would have to evolve into <laughs> general safe spaces. As long as it's it's, it's um, pe people over 18 and they're doing a thing in a responsible manner and there's going to be no loss, harm or injury to anybody. I mean, so if you're taking something what's organic and okay, therapeutic, whatever, whatever you want, like it's if it's from the ground, I mean, I, I'm all for it, like. So, so would you look to then create or have an adaptive mindset and model towards if you then created your private members, would you then look to create a dispensary or a coffee, a coffee shop when that became available? Oh, I think Gary might be putting on the light for those listening at home. Hmm. It's unusual that we lost the camera. And, and the audio, the but he's still here. Muted, yeah. Ooh. Interesting. I'm not sure what's happening there. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose we give him a minute. Give him a minute to see if he comes back. I do, I really, I, I really enjoy, um, get, like, Gary's vision, and I appreciate his, his enthusiasm for it, and I would love, absolutely love to see it come to fruition. I just, I, I, I've seen too many campaigners, individuals and organizations that are then corrupted through niceness. Do you know what I mean? People that will say all the right things and promise all the right things until they get into the quiet rooms where they get to make the deals and 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 write the uh, the nuance of the legislation. Uh, I mean, it's, it's rife. I mean, any feasible... Uh, any any model that has the potential that cannabis does from a financial point of view is rife for manipulators and opportunists. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah, I haven't said any of that correctly because I'm tired. But yeah, I think the, it carries it carries my point across. Um, yeah, and I understand I understand your fears for for Gary uh, as well to be sort of led down the down down the fucking. Is it the merry path or whatever the fucking Jesus garden Christ path, led it. down the garden path? What the fuck am Never I that expression. Anyway, but yeah, you see, you see, you see the point that I'm that I'm trying to make is is like I absolutely want. Oh, is he back? I don't know. We've. Swing... I'm back. He's back. Hey. Nice one, lad. Sorry. You're all right. You're all right. It's no hassle. 
good. Sorry, me video, me, me battery went. Sorry. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. It's all good. I'm back. See you a bit better now as well. That's good. Yeah, put the lights on. <laughs> we um, was going dark. Excellent. Excellent. Um, been made up speaking to you. You know, you've been. We're coming together. Okay, for good. Yeah, indeed. I, I do truly hope so, Gary. And as I have expressed to you in private and obviously in, in public, um, that I, I do truly support your vision. I don't doubt that you have the best intentions of the people of your local community in mind and that you do want to see this rolled out across the country to allow everybody the same opportunity to start their businesses, to legitimize their brands, to come in from the, the dark and the cold and get warm by the fire of this new world. But yes. again, I've not meant to be so pessimistic or so sort of challenging. Um, but it, the devil is in the details, as they say, and it is within the nuance of the the rules and the legislation that they will either give us some freedom, which in, if you look at our history, we have never been given freedom. We have struggled it for it. We have fought for it. We have protested for it. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I worry that at a point where I'm still seeing every day huge raids going off in all corners of the country that they're then saying in private that, oh, no, we're going to be doing this and we're going to do that. And it just feels a bit like, uh, yeah. I don't know if Crocodile Promises are the same as Crocodile Tears, but okay. it should be. Fucking should be. The, 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 um, the, the conference I went to in 2002 was called Shaping New Agenda. Okay, so we're all shaping this new agenda, common, common good and, okay, grassroots and, Every more we've been discussing and it's been everything for everybody and we're the keys to the door for the whole industry. Like, and we can set a good example, okay? We've got good uh, morals and integrity and we're literally, uh, we've, we've got the it. best people. So it, it kind of made sense in, um, so in 2002, as you were saying, there was the worship yeah. and the agenda. And as part of that, in 2004, cannabis was reduced from a class C drug to a class B. C, from a B to a C. Yeah, but then in early 2006, we saw it go the other way and go back up to a, to a, to a B. Yeah. And that's, again, yeah. what I worry that we're on now. We're on a point where, yeah, the global tide is shifting, but the British are stubborn. We were one of the last holdouts to sign the goddamn 1961 convention in the first place that made all of this shit happen. Um, so you can, I'm, I'm just the whole country's been locked down, hasn't it, for over a year type of thing, and everyone's like got a time to to know have a really good think and realize what's right and wrong. And as I say, the country's never been in such a bad situation. What now? And this is the answer to everybody's problems. Okay, we can get millions of jobs and create good for the world. Okay, and bring our communities about. And so we're all looking about for one another. And, Elect these people who are going to be the voices for us in the next four weeks. As I say, we're all coming together, getting these words out. And okay, people are listening to my words and they're listening to your words, simple and you as well, Maka. We're all got our own little unique bits to say, haven't we? And as I say, we're all coming together and we all want the same thing. And that's it. Now we're right so, here, right now. So then, I guess one of the things that I think would be wonderful to see is with this diverse board and these people that you're seeking to create uh the group sorry the diverse group of people that you're seeking to create into a board if it was possible to then get us all together for a conference physically in in, in yes in, in, in situ somewhere so that we can yes truly hash out the intentions ideals of um, yes. 
of what it is that you're tr- you're truly looking for because ultimately if the, if the children's is to succeed it should be because it is your model but that model has to as you say represent your ideals which are social equity in the best interest of the majority not the minority and i think that yes. has to then come with certain ca- or rather the help of the establishment has to come with certain caveats that yes yeah. they may profit through tax etc but the actual ownership of any entities and the running of them should be left down to to the people they should be the ones to yes. enrich, to enrich themselves in their communities the yes. hard work yes. should pay off and, it, and yes. a chunk of it should go back to recompense and rebuild those communities that have been yes. affected and damaged yes and we can do it with this unique little plant okay it brings good every day as well, yeah, I say, exactly. I've been smoking it for 30 years, and as I say, I'm the first out of my street in the last hole. Okay, I'm, I'm prepared to roll my sleeves up and put 16-hour days in to uh, to bring this to fruition, okay? And I'm, I'm like, going to go, go off social media when, as soon as we open type of thing and be in the real world and invite you all to it. And when you go and come and visit our establishment, you'll go to your little jurisdiction and think, wow, I've got this opportunity right now to... Build our little my chilling room or my Simpa's palace or your Macca's <laughs> garden. It can be anything you want it to be, all right? But we'll have the green prints where you can just mm. copy take, and paste. I'll take a garden over a palace any fucking day. Pa- pa- palette pot palace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep illiterate in this until it's like 17 peas. <clears throat> That's how much it costs. <laughs> Uh, would you do me, do me a favor, Mac, and make a note of the time on the scale of about three minutes ago and put up an epilepsy warning? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. No, but seriously, please do. Um, we, ha- we have to be inclusive here of everybody, and we don't know. And obviously, there is a higher propensity of people um, that have epilepsy that use cannabis to help deal with their seizures. Yes, so I wouldn't true, want yeah. one of them to be watching our show um, and then have a fucking seizure. So uh, uh, for, yeah, con- yeah. for context, Gary, you're camera is having a rave at the moment it's just yeah, keeps I've seen color. it I've seen it yeah I think it's just it's the lens as it catches you moving back and forward I used to have the, the I'll same stay issue still. I used to sit there doing my live so I'll stay still then okay I'll stay, yeah. we, we, uh, we won't keep you too much longer we've we've covered so much okay. um, quite a lot of that, that I really wanted to uh, to cover we've covered a lot of diverse subject matter but also being quite down into the nitty gritty of, of, of things with this I've obviously not meant to, but I think I've, I've been quite um, critical. Um, but I think it's a, it's led to good conversations and it's allowed the listeners to try and uh, understand the idea a bit more. And I hope that it has genuinely created um, excitement in amongst the, the listenership for the potential idea of, of a future that we could get if everybody throws, you know, well, as you said, rolls their sleeves up and puts in that, that hard work. I think that truly, as I've said many times before, many, uh, many hands make light work. And so the more people we can have at this, the better. But if not everyone's shoveling out of the hole and some are shoveling back in, you can see why we haven't been getting anywhere. So I think it's time for yeah. that overview. It's time for us all to stop, look, assess what people are actually doing, what their intentions are. And if they are of, of humble nature, if they are of genuine intent, then you invite them into, I suppose, to steal another phrase from the Tories, into that big tent. And um, 
and you um yeah you build up better yeah you, you build up better you you exactly that you reinvigorate the economies of this country we're yes. sitting on the precipice of possibly the worst recession in our history you know i mean we can't begin to fathom the the damage that the past uh, 12 to 18 months is, is going to not only 12 months at this point but it's going to be 18 months by the time we get out of it fingers crossed maggie if we do um the damage that's going to have caused i mean if you look at the hospitality sector if you look at travel if you look at a lot of these other um diverse industries and sectors they have been decimated by their absence you know industries like uh, disney abroad have lost tens of millions a day they have just not been able to plug the holes in their their resources so it's it's going to be interesting to then see how governments respond to this whether they're actually having that conversation of going well fuck me colorado has made over two billion in tax since they started this we should really start looking at this. What if they're dead done with it? They're giving free education to certain regions. They're then paving roads. They're then providing um, a higher standard of education. They're providing better quality healthcare. They're really, it's as Trev Coleman says, uh, cannabis is a, a capitalist resource with a socialist agenda. That the more money they make on this goddamn thing, the better it does for the world. So I, I again, applaud your vision and hope that it comes to fruition, that these clubs are everywhere because the more weed that is sold through something that is regulated like that, the more money has the potential to directly go back to that local community rather than it going to some giant corporation who's growing weed on mass somewhere, shipping it in via prescription and they're not paying any tax here. That money actually stays in the UK. It actually helps build that pot back up rather than this trickle down bullshit. Mm -hmm. We get to cultivate our way out of poverty. That is, that is my grandest vision, is that with this plant, we get not just a drug, not just a therapeutic, not just a, a relaxant, intoxicant, a euphoric substance. We get the opportunity to build cleaner homes. We get the opportunity to get off fossil fuels. We get the opportunity to build graphene supercapacitor batteries, quantum computing. We're on the precipice of the next generation of this. If we can just get beyond this stupid fucking argument of, eh, you smoking something that smells funny and I don't like what it does to you. And I think I agree. We are so close to that. I, I just hope that everyone that's trying to push us over that line is trying to push us over that line and not back across it. Yeah, we're you know, this is the line. <laughs> we're over it. Okay, we're all going to be have our old hands up high soon. And okay, sitting on the highest table in the country, and we'll say we've got that boardroom ready, and we'll say it's going to be a shaky agenda for everybody. Okay, and we will have the models and the integrity. And, Okay, all the answers in place for everybody. Go, go. From 18 to 108. Okay, I'll see you all soon. <laughs> That's the one. I've, I've truly got my fingers crossed for you, Gary. I've got just one more question for you, I guess. Um, okay. And that's, so, say, six months from now, Boris is still in office, as you, as, as you alluded to, and he suddenly turns around and goes, you know what? Yeah, we're going to decriminalize cannabis in various regions and allow for trial projects of social clubs and various dispensaries or whatever else. And you get the ball rolling and things start moving. You are then 18 months from now, two years, you're open in most regions in the UK. There's a representative of these, these organizations. What are you planning on doing then? Are you, are you laying down your shield and your sword? Are you, are you stepping back no, off that front line? I, I, I've got plans to go to Iran and China, <laughs> and Morocco, and all these little obsolete countries what need to bring the peace no, and sorry, sorry, bring no us all one, together. No one has ever called China tiny and obsolete. <laughs> no, 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 they're not tiny. There's all trouble everywhere, isn't it? And Iran and China, okay? Uh, yeah, China's like the, um, the motherland, isn't it? It's where it was, like, where it's from. So 
It's, I want to like it's actually Tibet, and obviously this is quite controversial. And it is gets kicked off some algorithm, but Tibet free should Tibet. be Tibet, free Tibet, exactly hashtag free yeah. Tibet, and should not be China. So again, that could yeah, be a yeah. beautiful thing. So anything of yeah. the Himalayan regions, you look at Pakistan, Afghanistan, you look at yeah. anything along the equator, especially where you've got some nice mountain ridges, you have got land races, you have got traditions of cannabis consumption and culture. Even going back before Tibet, I mean, Tibet is yeah. where it sort of goes for, back from the fossilization records. But if you then look at the earliest cultural examples is the... Uh, uh, I want to say uh, Mesopotamians. Sum- no, the, no. Um... Sumatra, not Sumerians. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's like the oldest culture that we've got thus thus far. We're going to keep digging and finding more, and even then, we're still going to find more evidence of this. So, this has been around for fucking ever. So, I, I love the idea of exactly like re-empowering these regions. But we do have an issue. Yeah. If you look at Jamaica, Jamaica's being picked dry by Canadian conglomerates, by huge corporations that are coming down, going, "We're going to help the population." Wink, wink while stealing their land races, flying them back to laboratories, synthesizing the compounds, and then making patented uh, drug products that they're then selling for a grossly inflated price, while doing fuck all to enrich the people of Jamaica, who frankly have done more than any other country over the past fucking 50 years to really stand true to cannabis' vision. You think like Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, you think of the musicians, the culture, do you know what I mean? They have stood hard in the, the face of oppression, yeah. especially from the fucking British, to still have that that, that cultural dominion over cannabis. So yeah, I, I I applaud that, dude. That's what I want to fucking see. I want to take chill rooms all over the world, okay, and lead lead let him Liverpool's hospitality and our know-how and my um, supervision and let's get it out there. Okay, bring the peace all over the world. Okay, we can we can give back in every community we're given. We are. My grand vision that I've just had flash before my eyes is when I reach your fine age, Gary, is is to be traveling the world and walk into an establishment in Iran <laughs> to be meted by a Scouse accent. Yes, <laughs> yes. That, that, lovely, I want to see that multiculturalism, <laughs> that that interrelation um, of them of just yeah, because you are, you already do. Anytime I go to a cannabis establishment around the world, I bump into other Brits because yeah. that's that's where, that's where they 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 hub. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, it's just it's it's wonderful to, to have that that you have that global vision that you have that yeah that's that yeah. what you call it supervision that you um, supervision you, yeah. yeah that's so, it. it's gonna go all over the world and bring the peace uh, and you, harmony. May, may everybody have as <laughs> half as much fucking enthusiasm and hope for the future <laughs> that you do because honestly, yeah. if, they, if they did, this world would be a better fucking place. Even if you don't ever yeah. achieve your vision, brother. The fact that you have it and you perpetuate it, I think, yeah. is enough to inspire. So, yeah, thank you very much for for giving us your time this evening. Been an absolute pleasure, thank you Gary. very much. Pleasure, thank mate. You and we'll we'll speak again soon in the chill rooms and peace and love everybody. Thank and hope it's been beneficial to everybody. Let's all grow together. Exactly. Build build back better. That's it. Build up better. Build up better. That's the one. I was close. Wait, that's that's the that's actually slogan. That's the one. <laughs> Too many goddamn slogans and uh, acronyms in this. Um, so remember what, that one. One last thing, Gary. Where can people uh, find out about the chill rooms? Are you on any social? Oh, media you'll platforms? have to be invited. 
Ooh, mm. there you go, folks. It's super secret. It's definitely not not on this Instagram thing down no, here. No, no, you'll have to be invited. Chilling rooms underscore Liverpool. That's you'll have to, you'll have to get the that. invites off one of my friends. <laughs> yes, that one. Yes, that's that's the that's the name, Instagram. But I don't think we'll need it. Social media. It'll just be real life. Everyone will be in the real world and you'll just be connecting with it on your phone for five minutes and then you'll be in the real world and well, yeah, we, meeting like-minded people. That's that's the grand vision, brother. So hopefully... Yeah, so- off social media and back into the real world. And- hey, hey, people, don't leave social media too much. We're, we're trying to make a living with this platform here. Um, you can come for five or six hours a week, can't you? And enjoy the um, get-together and the community and you know, the ambience we're creating. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be truly, truly wonderful. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I hope to be sat, hopefully, having you recording another one of these podcasts face-to-face in the new new style chill rooms very, chilling yes. rooms, sorry, very soon. Um, yeah, so, very, yeah, very soon. It's been, it's been a, a pleasure, Gary, and for the people that are still going to be remaining on social media, you can find us on all platforms at The Simple Life. Uh, if you've enjoyed this video and this podcast, please check out, us out on patreon.com forward slash The Simple Life where for less than a cup of coffee a week, you can help us keep the lights on, get access to exclusive content, early access to podcasts and blogs. I've been Simba, he's been Matt. This has been a wonderful Gary Eudes. It's been Simba Life. Please like, share, subscribe, do whatever you want to do. Bye. Bye. Bye.